Hello, and welcome to my weekly podcast, Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So the question is, are you up to date on your mammogram? One in eight women will get breast cancer in her lifetime. And while so much news has focused on the pandemic, we should not allow ourselves to put off the prevention and detection of other medical issues. Joining us now is Dr. Anjanette Brown, breast surgeon at Atlantic Care Regional Medical Center. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Robin, for having me. Absolutely. Even before the pandemic, many women put off getting their mammogram. Why is that? Well, as you know, Robin, you are a working mother, and we very easily put ourselves on the back burner. So we make the excuse of time. We have to worry about family. We have to worry about work and other commitments, and we let things slide. Women are also afraid of it being uncomfortable. They're afraid of what it might show. There is some confusion about the guidelines that were put out a few years ago that were not put out by the American Society of Breast Surgeons or the uh, OBGYNs. I'm not sure who was on that task force. It was a task force through the government and made these recommendations that women should have a screening maybe at 40 and then not another one for uh, two years and then maybe not again till 50, that is not what we recommend. So we recommend having a baseline mammography no later than 40. Uh, some ladies, depending on family history or if your doctor has recommended it for other risk factors, you can start earlier, even as early as 35. And then annual screening from 40 on until you can manage. Some ladies in my practice are in their late 80s, and though you would think, why are they still getting mammograms? If you're a perfectly healthy woman and you are fully functional and living your best life, absolutely, you should take care of yourself. That includes your breasts. I mean, and other things, uh, your general health overall. And I would say most importantly right now, I've had patients in my practice who had not followed up when they were supposed to because of this pandemic. Mm -hmm. There are fears that being out in doctor's offices would would cause ladies to not um, uh, not be able to follow through, concerns of getting sick with COVID. And now I have found that as we've mildly relaxed the precautions, still wearing face masks, still uh, washing hands, ladies are returning finally and taking care of themselves, which is including their mammographies yearly. Yes, a lot of people have been very worried and fearful, but our health doesn't take a break and neither should our health care. We cannot just be focused on the pandemic and then forget everything else about taking care of ourselves. So I'm really glad that you mentioned that. And in recent Absolutely. years, there has been really a new gold standard in mammography, the 3D mammogram. Tell us about that. So when women get mammographies these days, the gold standard, as you just said, is a 3D mammography. So 3D mammography has a clarity of the image that surpasses the traditional diagnostic um, mammogram that is a 2D mammogram. So what the 3D mammography does, it actually allows you to have a 50, almost 50% increase of detection of any abnormalities, including masses or distortion of the tissue as compared to the other side. 
it has been a game changer for detection. Um, one of the other things that we add to detection and screening is a breast MRI. I'm, I'm not sure if, um, if our listeners are familiar with that. Um, I can definitely get into breast MRI if you'd like me to. Yeah, just briefly tell us what that's all about because that's something many people don't know about. So breast MRI uses IV contrast. It is available at Atlanticare, and it's a special um, coil that is used. So instead of being on your back like a traditional MRI, you're actually on your stomach, similar to when you're on um, a massage table. So your head goes into a little rest, your breasts go into the the designated areas, and then you are... um, going in head first into the MRI. And what this does is it helps you detect lesions that are even as small as two millimeters, which is fabulous because even our best mammography, depending on how you are positioned in the MAMO machine, could miss something that small. So MRIs are very helpful for dense-breasted women, women with a high risk with family history where multiple People in their family have had breast cancer, even at, especially at a younger age, and just ladies with uh, dense breast tissue. So cancer patients, dense breast tissue, um, high risk because of family history. The MRI has definitely added another layer of detection. That is really interesting. And of course, we must continue our monthly self-exams and get our annual exams with our healthcare provider. So let me ask you this question. We know early detection is so important in treating breast cancer in its early, most treatable stages. But is there anything we can do to actually prevent breast cancer or to lower our risk of breast cancer? Well, again, it's, it really comes down to your general overall health. I mean, we do focus on breast cancer because it is October. And just like there's a healthy heart month for women um, sometime in earlier in the year that we focus on just cardiac health for women, but we need to focus on our overall health and wellness. So I'll use myself as an example because I know sometimes it gets overwhelming when a practitioner, your family practice provider, your internal medicine doctor, you feel like you're being hounded for be healthy, be healthy, be healthy. (laughs) At 49 years old, I have a 13-year-old and a 10-year-old. So I'm I'm an older mother. So I, this year, made a point of trying to eat healthier. I'm not saying that I don't sneak the occasional Snicker bar or cookie, (laughs) but I do try to be more mindful of maybe not having the pasta and I'll defer to the the grilled chicken without the fabulous Alfredo sauce or the vodka blush sauce. Little maybe baby I won't steps. have that extra piece of bread <laughs> with the yummy dip dip oil that comes with it. Um, maybe I won't have the extra cheese. I make a point of trying to at least walk every day and to try to keep my overall weight down so that cardiac health is important. Um, overall body fat is very important because your body fat can add uh, additional estrogen to your overall body hormone um, uh, milieu, if you would say. So all the hormones that you have in your body as a woman, especially when you are premenopausal and perimenopausal, if you are overweight, um, and I'm saying significantly overweight, I would say 15 to 20 pounds, even heavier, that extra fat 
uh, adipose tissue does give extra estrogen into your system. So you could be inadvertently feeding an estrogen-driven breast cancer by just being obese or being overweight. So there are many reasons why we as doctors and practitioners were always kind of jumping on the bandwagon of try to be healthy, try to try to do well, try to have better overall health, try to not be as heavy because it, it does. I mean, these are ways that just being healthier can hopefully prevent breast cancer occurrence. And so many other issues as well, heart disease and, yes. and diabetes, many, many other things. And, you know, nobody has to be a skinny mini, but we just want to be, you know, relatively, you know, maintain a relatively healthy weight. And that's that's yes. all anyone asks. And as you said, walking, that's one of the easiest ways to do that. And, you know, be careful of what you eat. Just watch your nutrition. Be smart about it. Think about it. Uh, another yes. question that many women might have is, about hormone replacement therapy. Is that something mm. that can be a factor in increasing our risk for breast cancer? So there has not been hard statistical evidence that I have read thus far, and I always am looking out for it. However, most times women... Um, Especially, again, I'll use myself because I find using myself, especially with my patients, it makes it more um, human and and it doesn't feel like you're being um, talked down to or being lectured. So at 49 and perimenopausal, clearly I'm feeling the symptoms of I'm not that young chickadee anymore. Mm -hmm. And would it be lovely to feel like I did in my 20s and 30s? So hormone replacement is a common topic that I actually get asked about. So again, using myself as an example, I had family history of breast cancer on my mother and father's side. Um, I would not recommend for myself putting back hormones that my body is naturally starting to um, make less of. So I would not be a good candidate for hormone replacement. Everyone is very individual. So whomever um, whomever you go to and having this discussion, they should really talk about not only your personal uh, desires, but what your risk factors are and not just you, but your family cancer and medical history because it can it can change. It can change mm-hmm. what recommendations. Uh, will be given for the patient. Well, just like anything, you have to weigh the benefits and the risks as well. Uh, Unfortunately, breast cancer is the most common cancer in women other than skin cancers, but the good news is the incidence of breast cancer and fatalities have been on the decline in recent years. So do you think people are getting the message that screening is so important, early detection is vital? I do, and I also think that it's a generational thing. I find that my younger patients, they're much more open in general about everything. I mean, you can even see that by social media feed. Um, (laughs) Your life is an open book, yes. (laughs) It's so true. Like, I find my younger patients, they're the first ones without their phone and want to show me all these things. And I definitely (laughs) feel like the old mom now. And I'm like, ah, maybe you shouldn't show me this stuff. But, (laughs) but, um, But in light of that, I find that the openness, of patients um, is better these days 
just because it is actually more just freely talked about. I mean, my, my mother's generation, my mom's in her 70s, and definitely my grandmother's uh, generation, they just did not talk about mm-hmm. female issues. So we are much more open about talking about our concerns. Uh, it's, there's much more information available. At Atlanticare, we have uh, resources. Um, we have um, a website. We have availability. We, we still, unfortunately, because of COVID, we are not able to have the big galas and have all of the face-to-face um, little celebrations that we had for our breast cancer survivors and for awareness. But we have we have information and resources that are available, and I believe just having that um, just having that literature and having someone to speak to and having the resources definitely lets women um, have better access to mammography to ultrasounds to better providers who are uh, qualified to give you better breast exams in terms of, um, and even just in terms of different types of practitioners, it's not just the OBGYN who is now available to do breast cancer or just breast health exams. I mean, it's nurse practitioners. It's also people like me who their whole life is just about breasts. Mm-hmm. So I feel that overall with better exposure and being more comfortable, being more open and asking more questions, having the 3D mammography, having better resources, again, for radiologic imaging, I think that's why it's been important for decreasing of fatalities as well as people um getting better detection and earlier screening for breast cancer. Yeah, that is such good news. And so what is the take-home message for people listening? What should we be thinking about when it comes to taking care of ourselves and when it comes to reducing our risk or at least early detection for breast cancer? I would say annual screening. If you've not had your mammography and you are 40, starting with annual screenings, making sure that you get to your family practice doctor, definitely your OBGYN um, for just general overall screenings for your gynecologic issues and for breast, being um, being more open if you have concerns. Don't hold it in. Again, working mothers is specifically, we're so bad with this, but if there's any concerns or issues, just reaching out to your healthcare provider. And again, with Atlanticare, we have the resources. We have a breast um, navigator who helps ladies with um, any issues, concerns, social work. Um, There are uh, survivorship meetings that we have that are available at our cancer center. Um, There's more information to be had. You can go to AtlanticCare.org. You can also call 1-888-569-1000. And at any time, in any place, there's always somebody there if you have any breath issues or concerns that you could that you could reach out to in the community. I always say, get your screenings around your birthday because you can't forget that. And I always get my mammogram in October because it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month and it reminds me to do it. Whatever time of year you do it, get that annual mammogram if you are over 40. It is vital and it can save your life. So, so, so very important. Thank you so much, Dr. Anjanette Brown, breast surgeon with Atlantic Care Regional Medical Center. And we thank you all for joining us today for this edition of Living Well with Robin Stoloff empowering you to live a healthier life. We'll see you next time. Until then, please stay safe and keep living well.